Welcome to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable, a podcast where you can meet the people who steward the programs and services that connect us to our quality of life here in the town of Barnstable. We invite you to join the conversation as we navigate municipal government and our community pathways to help you discover Barnstable. On this episode of Discover Barnstable, we are joined by Aaron Logan. Aaron started as a temp employee for the town of Barnstable in 2016. In 2017, Aaron began working full-time in the planning and development department. And in 2021, Aaron moved to the licensing division and took on the role of licensing assistant. In this new position, Aaron supported the licensing director, consumer affairs officer, licensing authority board members, and the public through the application process, as well as provided support for daily licensing tasks. In December of 2022, Aaron stepped into the position of interim deputy director of asset management and licensing. Aaron is currently supporting the the licensing division in both assistant and assistant director level capacities. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Sarah. So let's dive into this. So we've, we've, you know, our, you took over for our former podcast co-host, Liz Hartsgrove, okay. last December when she moved on to a new position. So, but you've been doing licensing for quite a bit and there's a lot to go over. And it's, I think it's one of those, it's one of those programs that unless you are a restaurant owner or own a business, you might not have too much to do with you, but you've kind of, your job is all over the place and does a lot of different things. So let's start with the basic structure of the licensing division. So the the licensing d- division is, is structured with the director at the top. So we have director Anthony, who is the asset management director who oversees the licensing director, if you will. Um, and then there is a licensing assistant, which is kind of two roles you're filling right now. You're filling your, your interim asset management, uh, assistant director of asset management and the licensing director. So when Liz left, you kind of took on both of those roles, which is a lot for you. And so David Anthony is the department head that kind of oversees everything. And then there's you, and then we have a consumer affairs officer. So let's talk about Officer Kelsey and what he does. Yeah, so Officer Kelsey supports um, not only licensing, but um, inspectional services for, uh, just to ensure compliance um, with licenses. Um, So he will go out and conduct compliance checks. If I receive a complaint from a citizen, um, I will send him out to check out a business. Um, We are kind of, in this place where we're trying to develop support for our local license holders. Um, so maybe a bar owner is having trouble with dispersing crowds at the end of the night. And so maybe we send out BPD at night and take a drive by and kind of assist in that way. Um, so his, his role is crucial. He makes, he's basically the person making sure that people are operating within their license. Mm-hmm. And that is a big responsibility he has, and I know that the two of you work extremely closely together. He's, uh, Aaron, for everybody who's listening, Aaron's uh, office is right outside of my office, so I see her every day, and Officer Kelsey and you are, you're either on the phone with each other, he's in the office, and you guys are talking about all sorts of things that might be yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and then after uh, the Consumer Affairs Officer, there is the actual licensing authority, which is the board. Right. Um, how many members are on the board? So right now we have five members in total. Um, the board has gone through some transitions where their long-term chair, Martin Hoxie, um, who served the board for uh, over 20 years, has recently resigned, understandably. So we're, you know, new folks are stepping into the role of chair and vice chair and clerk. Um, they are, 
they almost share this position with the town manager. Some of my the licenses that we issue, the authority is the town manager. So taxi permits, private parking lots, and outdoor dining, um, those are all governed by the town manager. Um, whereas restaurants, car dealerships, um, junk dealers, correct, junk dealers, those are all overseen um, by the actual licensing authority, um, the elected body, or the appointed body, I apologize. Um, so they're imperative in reviewing the applications that come in for approval. Um, we bring matters, um, complaints to them. Um, so they certainly have one of the most important roles in the division. Mm-hmm. They also, um, they do one day beer and wine licenses, one day liquor license, entertainment licenses. They do a lot, a lot, and they meet monthly. They do, so they meet monthly. Um, you know, a, another piece to licensing is the special one day licenses that you talked about. Um, and so this is for folks that are having events on public or private property where they're going to be serving alcohol or perhaps something um, like the fun box that came to Cape right. Cod Mall. That was an entertainment license that they that they needed. Um, so we definitely kind of have our hands a little bit, you know, we definitely overlap, um, work closely with the health department, um, you know, and the building department, but uh, those relationships are key as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So right now you're in the middle of renewals for next year. And so, you know, aside from the one day licenses that you do, all of the businesses, like the car dealerships and the restaurants and the bars and things like that, they have to renew their licenses every year. And what are some of the things that you look for in these renewals? So standard protocol and renewal is we need to ensure that the businesses have insurance, um, general liability, liquor liability, if it's applicable, um, class two auto dealers need to be sure that they have a surety bond in place. Um, and the state also requires that each business owner within the town of Barnstable files a workers' compensation affidavit annually, regardless of whether you have employees or not. That is a state requirement, not a town requirement. Um, so we use the renewal process as a place to capture that. And in theory, through this, using the OpenGov portal, um, we are somewhat making it easier for them. The information rolls over every year. All they simply need to do is renew it, attach their forms, make their payment. Um, that information gets put onto a licensing authority consent agenda for approval, unless we feel that there is a license that maybe kind of stands out, needs a little extra review by the authority. Um, and so that that's essentially the process. So they don't need to come to a hearing. Um, they can sit back and, and wait till they receive their new license in, in email. Right. And one, one of the, um, if a business, you know, when they're doing the renewal and there's a question about it, um, or there's a problem or an issue that's brought to your attention, you will hold show cause hearings. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so for the most part, you know, we had one recently, um, a license holder that was called in violation, um, was brought to the attention of the fire department that there may have been some issues. So we you know, sent a team out, Officer Kelsey went out with inspectional services, with the fire department and with the health department. Um, they create a report. They submit the report in part to me as part of the review process. And we determine whether or not 
we should have an, an informal meeting just between myself and Officer Kelsey in the office with the license holder. Um, and if it warrants, in this particular case, it was a life safety issue. So we we determined that an informal meeting at, at staff level was not appropriate and that it, the board should hear it um, for a show cause. So that those are the instances that, that, ha that do take place. Yeah, and I think it's important for our listeners and our viewers to know that the licensing authority is, you know, it's a, it's about the safety and well-being of the businesses, but as well as their patrons. You're uh, you're kind of the the place to make sure that you know that everybody is safe and that everyone's in compliance and doing what they're supposed to do. Because people aren't in compliance, that could cause issues. So it's an right. important licensing is really it's an important facet to the town. Um, you mentioned class two dealers. Can you just explain that what, what that sure. is? Because I don't people might not That's know fine. what a class two car dealer is. Sure, and I guess I'll start with actually explaining that a class one dealer is a new car dealer. So folks that have um, agreements with Toyota or Honda. Um, so those folks are selling brand new vehicles um, with agreements with the manufacturer. Class two are used car dealerships. We have somewhere around 35 class two auto dealers in Barnstable. Um, and those folks are, are held to very similar standards um, to a class one. Some of the things that they're required is like they can only have a certain number of used cars on their lots and things like that. So it's correct. So one of the it, things that Officer Kelsey looks for when he goes on a compliance check for a class two dealer. Correct. So they look for things like a lemon law sticker. Mm -hmm. There are log books that need to be kept pretty strictly um, on vehicles that are coming in, what's being traded, what they purchased, what they sold, who they sold it to, um, you know, it's his job to go out and, and check that the VINs, you know, match their logbook, mm -hmm. that they have the lemon, I think I just said this, the lemon law stickers on their vehicles, um, that their lot is set up according to site plan review, right. which really kind of lays the groundwork for how all of the regulatory um, agencies in the town need to operate. Mm-hmm. And that just, that makes me think that you know the, the one of the guests we should have coming up it should be our building inspector Brian Florence coming in to talk about site plan review because I think it's not it's not something that people know a lot about. There's informal site plan review, there's formal site plan review, and that's kind of the start of some of these processes. You go to site plan review to kind of check all your boxes, right. dot your T's, cross your I's, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So you can kind mm -hmm. of make sure that everything is good to go. Yeah. And then from there you go on. And you talked about a little bit about how you work with other departments and divisions in the town. You work with the building department, the health department, inspectional services. It's, it's a, it's, you guys all have kind of a, a good working relationship with each other to make sure that all these businesses, you know, are doing what they're supposed to. There's a lot of overlap, would you say? There is, and it's important overlap. And the role that I'm in now, it is crucial to have good relationships um, with the folks in the other departments. Um, Diana in the health department, her and I have weekly meetings. Um, they don't always happen, depending on what's on the agendas. Um, but we are in constant contact um, in terms of um, seating is a big is a big issue um, in terms of the building department. They're looking at capacity. So we find ourselves in a position often explaining to, especially in restaurants, uh, with or without liquor, that when you look at your seating versus what the building 
department allows you for capacity, they're two different things. Mm -hmm. So we're talking grease drop capacity in terms of seating and life safety capacity in terms of the certificates of inspection. I know that we've touched briefly on OpenGov, um, but I want to talk a little bit more about that because I think it's new to the town. We've been using it just about a year or so. And um, I think that's important because it's it's an easier way for people to apply. There's, it's not a paper application. They don't have to come to the office and see you necessarily. I mean, they can, but let's talk a little bit about, you know, that switch to like sure. a, you know, a more digital way of doing this. Sure. So OpenGov has actually been used by the town for uh, since I think 2019. Oh gosh. So, so longer sorry. than I thought. Sorry. <laughs> um, but just for, you know, full disclosure purposes. Um, so, but licensing, we decided to convert from the applications we were using and move on to the platform because it opens us up to having health review our applications and the building department review our applications. So there are some folks out there that say, you know, you didn't catch me on this last year, but now you're, why didn't you bring this to me before? Well, we can now because we're all talking to each other and we're all seeing the same data. So um, throughout this last year, we have moved all but two types of licenses onto the OpenGov platform. And it's not meant to make people's lives miserable. It's actually meant to make it easier. It eliminates the need to submit a new application every year. So once that first application is in, every year when you renew, it's as simple as hitting a renew button, verifying your information, attaching your forms, paying, and you're done. Um, on, an, on a new application, and especially, I would say the one-day applications, it's great because it gives, we have a place for the Barnstable Police Department and the, fi the fire departments to go ahead and weigh in on these events, whether or not additional security is needed or, or what have you, the oversight. So it's, it's great for that purpose. Um, but I will say, last year we opened up alcohol onto the system. It was the first license that we put out there and I was expecting pushback and I got none. Oh, that's great. Um, people were actually calling me because they appreciated the system so much better. Um, it's all streamlined. So I don't have to take an application from one platform and save it into our system. It always lives in OpenGov. So I don't have to migrate it to my internal files. Right. And, it, it's and then share it with board of the health department or the inspection services. Correct. They have access to right. it. They get a notification, because I get notifications for some things right. for special events. So they get a notification that says there's an application for you to right. review and they can go in. It's so great. It's great. I think that's probably why I thought it was only for about a year, because right. that's how long I've been that's, using it for. Right. And so. I, you know, I guess a piece to that too is, you know, our alcohol licenses are highly protected because of the information that are, that's in those applications. So through the legal department, we have pared it down to just myself and the deputy building commissioner um, have oversight on those applications. Again, just given the sensitivity oh, of, the, of the information. Yep. Um, and I think it kind of speaks to that as well, like being able to securely upload your application into a platform and not send it to me through email with social yes. security numbers. And, right birth dates and um, so I think there is a, a secure piece about that. I don't have a paper file laying around in the office that anybody can just pick up. Um, so I, I do think it adds a level of security. Um, and let's face it, we have business owners, just talked to one the other day who's heading down to Florida 
for a couple months. Well, he can fill his application out while he's in Florida and not have to worry right. about you know rushing back to get it done. So there are some great benefits. Um, but I, I do think it's important that the public know I'm here. Oh, yeah. Um, if you're stuck, I, I'm the first one to raise my hand if I'm stuck and I want somebody to jump in and help me. I want those phone calls. Um, I don't want anybody getting frustrated. And if you don't want to do it electronically, I'm happy to set up an appointment and we can we can do it together. That's perfect. So we've talked about all this great licensing stuff and I'm going to do the bonus question. Okay. So if I was to open up your phone and go to your Amazon playlist, what's at the top? Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, influenced by your daughter or your it, own likes? No, she 100% she has an amazing taste in music. She's turned me on to a lot of the music I listen to. And she actually told me the other day that she was notified that I was one of the top 1% listeners of Olivia Rodrigo on oh Amazon Music. <laughs> so, you know, she was very proud. I love that. I love that. Erin, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to make sure our viewers and our listeners know about? Not as much as just know that with this digital age where we are somewhat disconnected and we're talking through computers and phones, we are here. I am here. Yes, I work uh, remote on Tuesdays, um, but... I'm always a phone call away. I'm, you know, an appointment away, if you will, just to make sure that I'm here. But we're still here working away. Um, just because you don't see us doesn't right. mean that we're not here to support the public. Wonderful. Aaron, thank you so much thank for joining you. us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for spending time with us and listening to Discover Barnstable, the official podcast of the town of Barnstable. We hope you find a new understanding of how your municipal government works for you and our community. Be sure to drop us a line at podcast at town.barnstable.ma.us and let us know what you would like to learn next. Until next time, go discover Barnstable.